Good afternoon and welcome back to Here's the Thing with Stella Ray. As I'm recording this, it's January 8th. And for that, for me, that means that my first semester exams are starting in two days. This year, thankfully, I actually only have one exam and quite a few projects, but the one exam I have is college bio. And I think that accounts for the stress of about three or four exams, especially because I have not done one bit of studying yet. I have not looked over any review. I have (laughs) really procrastinated this one. Um, And you know, in past years, that hasn't been an awful thing for me. Procrastinating works and my grades stay decent. But throughout the course of this semester... That class has been very difficult for me, and procrastinating has not been a good thing, and I have not done wonderful on on tests. So, with every passing minute, I feel a little bit more of impending doom, uh, just looking ahead to Tuesday, but, um, hey, it is what it is. I wish I could crawl into a hole outside in the beautiful January weather and just rot there until spring break. But, unfortunately, I can't do that. So in the meantime, I like to think of some good ways I can alleviate stress in my life. Simple ways, and not-so-simple ways, and really abstract ways. But I made a list of all the ways that I help my own stress, and I hope that it can be helpful for you. Because a lot of people are also having exams right now, and starting new things with the new year, and... There's just lots of changes going on right now, and it tends to be a stressful time of life for, for lots of people. So I made a list of strategies, techniques, actions you can take to get yourself out of an unmotivated mindset and back into a mindset of productivity and calmness and hope. Number one, um, I think one of the most beneficial things you can do for yourself when you're feeling stressed or down is stay on top of a simple thing schedule. And by that, I mean, wake up, get out of bed when you wake up, and go do something productive for yourself, such as brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, taking a shower, eating something when you get up. I apologize if you can hear my dog barking in the background right now. Um, But things like that you wouldn't think help you that much. But when you're in a mindset of stress, staying on top of a simple schedule like that and staying consistent in those small things actually does so much for your brain. Biologically and mentally and spiritually, it just makes you feel so much better. And a lot of the time when you're stressed or depressed or feeling down, those things, even though they're small, they seem daunting. But you find that when you actually do them, they're not as hard as you thought they were. And that's why I'm calling them calling them a, a simple schedule, because they're definitely more difficult things that we'll get to. But doing small things like that um, really helps out your brain and your body and your heart when you're feeling stressed. Please hear me say, I'm not convicting you or judging you or saying you're doing something wrong if you don't do those things consistently. 
I just have recognized how helpful those have been in my own life in the past week, in the past few months, in the past few years, um, and how much those have really flipped my mindset around when I find myself feeling down. And a lot of the time, it actually ends up being a really relaxing thing to have those consistencies. Because when life is feeling out of order and, and chaotic and crazy, having those things to consistently rely on and remind yourself of doing can be really good for you. And at least it gives you some stability um, and something to spend your time doing. Something else that I found is very helpful when I'm feeling stressed is journaling. And journaling is not something I do consistently whatsoever. But every so often, I will be in a creative mood and in a talking mood. But maybe I don't necessarily feel like talking to other people. I just feel like getting words out. Journaling has been a fabulous way to do that and has really helped me think through my own emotions without involving other people when I'm not feeling vulnerable. And I tend to journal through poetry and through letters. And every so often I write letters and then I do give them to people, but the majority of the time I write letters to people and then keep them. And I have them all in a box somewhere, and then in the future I go look through them and I realize that the thing I was stressed about wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. And a lot of the time, if it's an angry letter to someone, by that time I've forgiven them and things are happier. So that's always nice to look back on. But in the moment, feelings are valid and things a lot of the time do feel shitty and they do feel big and problematic. So talking about those things is a really good way to figure out your feelings and figure out the situation as a whole. I talked about vulnerability a little bit in my last episode, and I'm not going to get into that again, but journaling is a way to be vulnerable without being exposed. When you talk to people about your problems, your problems are out there. Somebody else knows about them, and... That can be a good thing in the sense that someone else can help you figure out your problems and talk through your feelings. But for people like myself who don't always like including other people in their personal lives and in their problems, journaling has been a really great way to figure them, figure them out on my own. And even if it doesn't help me figure them out, it at least helps me lay down a map of my brain and my heart and my mindset and helps me curate a plan to get through it. Um, I love poetry for this reason because it doesn't have to be something perfect. It doesn't have to be something pretty. It doesn't even have to make sense right away. But a lot of the time, if I write a poem and I go back to look on it, I can recognize, oh, that's where the hurt spot is or that's where the stress is stemming from. And I think especially when you're in a chaotic situation where there are a lot of factors and a lot of feelings and a lot of possible roots. Um, journaling poetry can be a really good way to incorporate all of those um, without necessarily having them in a pattern, if that makes sense. 
I was in a situation a while ago that just felt very messy and there were lots of things involved, lots of feelings involved, lots of possibilities. And I remember sitting sitting down and I ended up journaling for two and a half hours about this particular um, situation and a lot of it ended up being poetry and at the time as I was writing I was thinking this is so messy this is so inconsistent but really that's the beauty of it because now reading through that poetry and looking back I can see where that hurt was stemming from and that helps me grow for future situations where I might experience a similar thing um not to mention poetry is just a beautiful thing but If you're not into poetry, journaling in general is just a really great way to lay down a map of any given situation and your feelings on it and the ways you can get through it. I also mentioned letters a minute ago and that I think has been the most helpful stress coping mechanism I've ever used. And I thought about putting that one last in this recording, but at the same time, I know not everyone listens all the way through these, so if you're listening to this point, I think this is one you want to hear. A lot of people don't like writing at all, but whenever I encounter someone who's going through a difficult situation or dealing with drama or whatever it may be, this is something I always recommend to them. And I tell them to sit down and get a physical piece of paper and a pen and write a letter to someone else involved in the situation, even if it's themselves or God or whoever. I say, sit down and write a letter and write everything you're feeling, whether it's mean or angry or sad or kind or really messy, just Write down everything you're feeling, and this doesn't have to be a letter you give somebody so you can cross things out and make it look awful and cry tears over it and smear it and whatever else you need to do. And then a lot of the times I'll recommend to people, when you're done writing that letter, letter, either put it away and look at it again in a week, or give it to the person you wrote it to. And a lot of the times, um, I'll also say wait a little bit to do that because writing things out of anger, usually you say things you don't really think or don't really feel, um, and it's just a anger-based reaction. But um, I do think sometimes giving those letters to people can be an important thing because it's your most real, raw, valuable thoughts. Um Or I'll tell people to destroy it, write everything you need to say, and then get rid of it. So you got all of your thoughts out, and you don't need to see them anymore, and you don't need to think about them, and you don't need to come back to them. I personally have written letters and then burned them, or ripped them up and flushed them down the toilet, or gone and like ripped them up and scattered them in pieces outside, and that actually has been a very healing thing for me. I've seen other people like write on plates and stuff and then smash them in bags which is a similar concept but I've never done that but anyway writing letters to people and then doing specific things with those letters like can really change how you think about um, a given situation I know 
several times I've been very angry with people and I don't like to talk to people when I'm feeling angry. I'm really, I'm not uncomfortable with confrontation. I have no issue with confrontation and dealing with problems, but a lot of the time I think my brain feels very messy when I'm feeling angry towards somebody and I like to have an organized mindset when I'm going to deal with a frustrating situation. So a lot of the time when I've been very angry with people, I'll go take out a physical piece of paper and a physical pen and write down everything I wish to say to them. And then I go back to it in a few days or a week and I realize it wasn't that big of a deal and I don't feel that angry anymore. And sometimes after that week, I'll write another letter and it's kinder, but it's still genuine and honest. And some of the times I end up giving that letter to the person I'm still a little bit angry at, but by then it's a kind letter and it's a letter of communication instead of reaction. Um, Other times I've had positive confusing emotions toward people and I'll write those out. And if it's towards someone I don't interact with very often or don't think it's a great idea to talk to, those are letters I will throw away or burn or put away in a box. But um, either way, writing letters has been something that's very helpful for me and has helped me think through my thoughts. If anything, if I know I'm going to have to deal with a situation at one point, again, it provides like a cognitive map almost for me to think through the possibilities and the outcomes and what I would like to say to that person. Another form of journaling is in video or vlog form or recording form, like podcasts. And obviously, I have a podcast, but even then, I don't come on here that often. I find myself journaling a lot more than podcasting. But I do also video my thoughts sometimes. And I do this Good Luck Charlie style in a video diary for my younger cousin that I'll give to her when she's 13. And I've been doing those pretty consistently for about six years now and have like a collection of 60 or so going. So that's really exciting, and those are also really fun for me to watch back. Cringy a lot of the time because I started them when I was 11, but um, those have been a lot of fun and have been a really good way for me to express negative emotions in a positive way when I feel the need to because um, giving those to her, that's a gift that I'd like to be very genuine and raw and honest But I also don't want her to see the reaction sides of negative situations. So when I do those video diaries for her, it tends to be um, a very genuine summary of the situation and a summary of my raw thoughts on it and feelings. But the videos are never reaction-based or feel very angry. Um, 
And that's been helpful for me to look back on negative situations that I did record about and see like, oh, I did handle this well. I can stay calm about these things. And a lot of the times those things ended up resolving themselves. Um, So that's fun to look back on. And I think just having things in video form is fun because you can have a conversation with yourself almost and you can go back and talk to your past self and recognize how worried you were and how wonderfully things turned out. So that's always good. So that's the end of diaries and vlogging and journaling stuff. I think those are all very helpful things to do. Um, and writing is not everybody's thing. Vlogging is not everybody's thing. But I do recommend that you try at least one of them next time you're feeling stressed. The next thing that I think is very important when feeling stressed is physical movement and exercise. This is one that I tend to struggle with a lot because when I'm feeling stressed or depressed or whatever, my favorite thing to do is lay in bed and watch TV. And again, not to say that if you do that, that's a bad thing because I do that all the time and we're going to get to that in a little bit, but it is so helpful to your body and your mind and your spirit to keep yourself active and moving in whatever way that may be. Um, Today I was feeling stressed and I just went on a three minute brisk walk around my yard and I felt so much more awake after that and so much more motivated and after a day of watching TikTok and laying in bed and not doing much, doing that really improved my mindset because... I just, I forced myself to get out of bed. I went for a three minute walk and immediately afterward got a bunch of stuff done. And I probably could have gotten that stuff done without going for a walk, but I definitely wouldn't have felt as motivated, definitely wouldn't have been as awake. Um, And it was a really helpful thing. I've also been picking up running lately, which... Over the past several years, that has not been an attainable thing for me just because of some health things, but I'm finally at a point where I feel like I'm able to do that, and I'm picking it up just a little bit at a time. I fast walk for eight minutes and then run for two and then fast walk another eight minutes and sprint for two, and I follow that cycle for usually 40 minutes to an hour. And I've just been slowly increasing my running time every time I go to the gym. Um, And that's been something that's really helpful. And it has been hard. Like, I'm not an avid runner, so I can't tell you much about it. But I do know that people always say the first few months of running is really difficult. And then eventually it gets easier. And then after that, you attain the runner's high. So I'm hoping to get there at some point in life. But right now I'm just starting out and I started out because I wanted to try it, but also because I've heard that it's such a great stress reducer and it has been. I feel so much better after I go for a jog or a fast walk or a run and if anything, I just feel more productive and I think there's something um, productive feeling about like this is gross, but being sweaty and hot and, like, (laughs) feeling, um, like you just moved a lot, that you just did something. 
I know I feel so much better about myself um, just as a person after I go to the gym because I was like, yeah, I did that. I got something done and moved around a lot. Um, So that's a good thing to do. In the summer, I really love to go on bike rides and walk some trails by our house. And in the past few weeks, I've also gone swimming a few times at an indoor pool we have by us. And none of those things are things I do professionally or somewhat professionally. Very much amateur at all of them, but they're fun things to do. And through those things, I've met other people and had good conversations and gotten to see some really cool things out in nature too. So I think that's helpful for lots of people. And you might not consider yourself an athlete or a super active person. I certainly don't. But I was pleasantly shocked and surprised at how much going on runs and fast walks even two or three times a week helped out my mindset and made me feel better. And I challenge you the next time you're in a spot of stress or anxiety to get yourself up and moving um, in whatever way that may be, walking or yoga, even just stretching or going for a bike ride or a swim. Any of those things can be so helpful to your mindset and can give you more energy and make you feel more motivated. Um, I know that I've seen that work for many other people, and when I tried it myself, it definitely worked for me, so I recommend it to you too. The next thing on the list is doing nothing. Sometimes I think doing nothing is a very necessary thing. Um, And I mean, doing nothing looks different for everybody. Sometimes my doing nothing is laying on the floor, looking at the ceiling, listening to music. Sometimes it's laying in bed in complete silence or taking a nap or laying in bed and watching TV or TikTok like I was doing earlier today. I know that in the past few months, um, dealing with some stress, my go-to has been laying in bed with a snack, watching The Office. I got through the Office series for the third time in like a month and a half, which whatever. It was fun. It helped me out a lot. So I was going to say that's probably not good, but it was. It's the whole reason I'm talking about this because I think sometimes that's a necessary thing. Um, I also started New Girl lately, which I'm only, I think, 14 episodes in. And I can't decide if I like it. I know a lot of my friends really love it, but I I don't know. I really like Schmidt, but I know that in real life, Jess and I would not get along. So she just irks me a little bit. I can't really put a finger on why, but I'm liking it more and more the, the more I watch. So I'm getting into that. I also picked up Grey's Anatomy where I left off. Uh, last year I started watching and got through season five, but I started feeling discouraged because the episodes are long, first of all, but then they're like 17 seasons. There's so many seasons. So it started to feel like a chore because I was like, there's still so much ahead of me, but I got back into that and have gotten through um, a few more episodes there and that's been enjoyable to get back into. But that being said, laying in bed and watching TV has been my doing nothing, um, 
pretty consistently for the past few weeks, but my other doing nothing has been taking drives with my AirPods in and listening to songs I really like and songs I don't like. Um, and that's a purposeful thing. I've purposefully been playing songs that I really, or genres, I guess, that I haven't loved in the past, mostly death metal and country and pop. Those are probably my least favorite genres of music, but I've been making myself listen to them. And it helps with my stress in the sense that I'm doing something new and hearing new things that I've never heard before. And in some cases, finding songs that I really like. Um, so that's kind of a, a random thing, but that's been one that's worked out for me pretty well. And I recommend that you find your doing nothing and knowing our humanness and the ways we cope with things I'm sure that you already have something in mind but I think it's just different for everybody and sometimes it can feel motivational to even find a new doing nothing I know that <laughs> I felt excited when I remembered Grey's Anatomy existed, which sounds stupid, but my doing nothing had been the office for so long. And then I finished it and I was like, well, I don't know what to do now because I don't love to just sit and stare at the wall. But then I was like, oh yeah, Grey's Anatomy exists and jumped back in. So that was kind of a, a thrilling thing. Um, yeah, so I encourage you sometimes to just do nothing because sometimes that's what your body and mind needs. The next thing I recommend is, um, especially if you have a lot of free time, finding a job, even a part-time job or one that you can do a few hours a week. I work as a barista right now and I haven't worked in the past few weeks, but recently I started working again and it has been such a helpful thing for me. Number one, because it gives me something to occupy my time and it forces me to get out of the house, and get out of my bed. Um, and it forces me to do something productive. I have to make things. I have to talk to people. I have to move around. And sometimes, I know a lot, no, a lot of the time going into work, I dread doing those things. But once I'm there, it's so helpful. And I feel so much better about the situations I'm in. And I tend to forget about my stress. So a lot of jobs are stressful, but there are plenty of of jobs out there that are low-key and low-maintenance and flexible with hours for people who are, are anxious about that or have a lot of things going on with their lives. Another thing I love about my job is my coworkers. I think they really make the job um, because they're all very genuine people who I can have open conversations with and I look forward to going to work because I know that when I hang out with them, my anxiety goes away a little bit. And I think for most people, they would agree that hanging out with their friends is an anxiety reducing thing. But I know when my friends aren't available, it's fun for me even just to stop in where I work because I love my coworkers and it's a given that someone will be there that I know. And it's stress reducing just to talk to those people. Um, so yeah, jobs provide you with some good distraction. They force you to get out of bed and do things. And a lot of the time you end up making some pretty cool friends. A similar thing, 
that I think can help with stress is homework or physical work. I'm in my senior year right now, and of course I just mentioned I have exams, and studying is something I personally dread, but I don't always dislike doing homework because, again, it gives me something to do, it provides a distraction, and a lot of the time it is pretty interesting. And when it's not, I just remind myself that I'm expanding my knowledge, I'm learning something new, I'm doing something different than sitting in bed, and that helps me feel more productive, it helps me feel more motivated, it helps me feel better about myself and my situations as a whole. So if you have free time or things to do, I recommend whipping out some homework. And I know to some people that sounds awful, and for a long time it sounded awful to me too, but when I started doing that consistently in my free time, when I was feeling unmotivated and was feeling like I didn't want to do anything, I ended up getting a lot done. And of course that alleviates stress because you have less to do. So that's another thing I recommend. And if you're not in school, if you're not in high school, not in college, or just don't have homework, I... (laughs) Sometimes recommend giving yourself homework. Go research something for fun. Find a topic you're interested in and write a paper on it. I'm someone who enjoys writing, so sometimes writing essays for fun is a stress-alleviating thing for me. For other people, just researching a question and not writing anything down about it is kind of a homework thing, but it's fun, and you learn something new in the process and distract yourself from stress. And you don't have to look at things that are even super interesting. I mean, I know sometimes I'll be going about my day and I just think of a random question and feel the need to go look it up and do some more research on it and then tell other people about it. Like, even last week um, in my biology class, I was thinking about like why your fingers crinkle up when you're in water for a long time. And I've never read anything about it or heard other people talk about it but it happens to everybody so that's something I spent a little bit of time looking at in my free time and is that something I'm ever really gonna need to know no I don't think so but it was kind of fun to learn and distracted me from my stress for a few minutes when I did that of course now I have an exam to study for and final projects to finish um And I really despise studying, but the projects I've been doing have been a lot of fun. And I know people a lot of the time don't feel that way. And again, I wouldn't have felt that way a while ago. But when I actually sit down and make myself do those things, they end up being cool because I get to create something and I get to design something and I get to have fun with it as I do it. So my challenge to you, another challenge when you're feeling stressed is to find something to work on, find something cool to do. That being said, another cool thing you can do is some artwork. And I can hear, I can hear your thoughts right now, you thinking, oh, I'm not artistic, I I don't do art. But the thing is, art does not have to be neat, it does not have to be pretty, and art is a very broad label. Um, Art could be the stereotypical artsy things, like painting or drawing or whatever but it could also be fun things like chalk or throwing paint or (laughs) things like that it could be makeup it could be doing hair it could be learning an instrument but those are all things that are 
biologically and psychologically therapeutic for you and make you feel good and you're creating something in the process. I consider myself artistic in the sense that I do a lot of musical things, but um, lately I've been trying to draw and paint more and try more of the, you could say, stereotypical parts of art, and it's been so much fun. I have so many random little crappy drawings hanging around my room right now of planets and my cats and friends and random things like that and I can't say they look great but they make me happy to look at because I created them and because it was therapeutic to make them um so I do think art is something that can be helpful for anybody feeling stressed it's just a matter of finding what you enjoy doing and art can even be curating playlists and listening to music or I think multitasking could be considered an art um you could multitask art I know sometimes I like to paint or draw and then listen to music as I do it or listen to a podcast or think of some new podcast topics for myself um but yeah finding artistic things to do has been a very helpful thing over the past years but especially the past few months and weeks and I recommend that you find something to do too and that's not to say that artsy things are for everybody but again there are so many options out there and art is a very broad title I mean art could be gardening or glass blowing or even astronomy and random things like that so I don't know find something that makes you feel good and that you can spend some time doing and that's therapeutic, and I think it'll help you out a lot. The last thing you can do, and I think this follows the artistic track to an extent, is find a new hobby or something like a hobby that you can spend your time doing. Um, some of my personal favorites are playing music and biking and cooking. I really love cooking and I do think that falls under an art form so I guess that one's in multiple categories but cooking is a fun hobby because I get to create and most of the time it's good and it's a gift I can give to other people and because gift giving is definitely one of my love languages it's a very fun thing for me to cook food for people or cook a meal and set it up for my friends and family and um, as I'm doing it, it's a fun hobby, and again, that's something I can multitask. I can listen to music or a podcast as I cook, or I could even re record a podcast or a journal as I cook. Um, so that's one of them for me. Um, I also mentioned playing music. I really love to sing and play piano and ukulele and violin and a few others, and that's just something that's Music is so therapeutic for your brain and your body, and so that's something that's been really helpful for me. And let's see, cooking, making music, um, poetry could fall under a hobby, playing board games and family games is another one for me. Uh, my mom really likes to play games, so a lot of the time we'll do that, and that's a blast to do every time, and even when I don't feel like doing it, it ends up being fun and ends up making me feel better about where I am. 
generally having hobbies is just such a good thing for you and if anything they're good conversation starters when you talk to new people and they can be good distractors when you're going through stressful situations um that's the end of my list but all of those things physically can make you feel better mentally can make you feel better spiritually can make you feel better and they are all things I would recommend to anybody going through a stressful situation to any extent. Um, and again, not all of those will be for everybody. They've all worked for me, but they may not work for you. But I'm sure that if you try them, you'll find one that does work out really well for you. So I recommend that. The last thing I forgot to mention, and this wasn't on my list, is that transforming your mindset around stress can be such an amazing thing too and of course that's so much easier said than done but even gaslighting yourself into thinking you have a different mindset can really help you out I know that a few years ago I would get stressed over very small things and it was just really weighing down on me and it made me more tired more irritable and all these things but I heard somebody and I can't remember who talk about how Everything we do is a gift down to the very small things and everything we get to experience is beautiful, even the negative things. So I think when you think about it, you get to feel, you get to feel stress, at least you're feeling something and of course it sucks to be stressed but I know that I would rather feel stressed than numb because at least I know that I'm alive and I'm going through something and I get to deal with something and I get to find ways to get out of it. And I know that sounds kind of backward, but that is something that's helped me out a lot. And having that mindset, I don't stress as much anymore. And when I do, it doesn't feel quite so devastating and so hopeless. Because um, at the end of the day, we live on a rock and... <laughs> Um, the feelings I'm having aren't as big as I feel like they are in comparison to the timeline of the world and the timeline of my own life. Um, and that's something that's helped me out. And thinking about timeline, if you if you don't like thinking about like eternal stuff, don't listen to this. But my life is very small compared to the timeline of existence. And if anything, I think that motivates me to try to enjoy myself even, even when I'm having stressful and negative feelings because again going back to get to um it becomes less of a I have to deal with this I have to feel this I have to go through it and more I get to I've seen a quote several times in different places and I'm not sure who it's by about how I don't oh, I don't know exactly how it goes, but it's something along the lines of if I went up to heaven and talked to an angel or like if I became a celestial being, like I would ask God to bring me back just once, just for a day so that I could experience beauty and heartbreak and tears and joy and sorrow and all the things one more time just because Having those things is what makes us alive. That's what makes us real and genuine beings. And I think that's a really cool thing. So 
transforming my mindset to be around that idea of get to instead of have to has been a very helpful thing for me and I genuinely think that now looking forward to my future I know that there are going to be stressful situations ahead but I have ways to deal with it I have ways to cope with it at the end of the day we live on a rock and I get to do it um and of course that's easier said than done that's taken a few years for me to get to that point but doing those things consistently and finding things to spend my time doing and changing my mindset around that has been so powerful and has really helped me out and I think it can for you too. So that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Here's the Thing. If you would like to follow along on the podcast, you can check out my Instagram at podcast.heresthething. You can listen to other episodes. They stream on Spotify and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. And you can email me at heresthething16 at gmail.com if you have questions or comments or would like to be part of an episode. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you've had a beautiful start to your year. And from wherever you're listening, I hope you feel inspired.